Hey, you're on with Big J, and I'll be right back. Hey, you know I can't leave tonight um, without completing the narrative that myself and DMAC had put together. Um, after we discussed everything tonight, there was a second part, and I'm going to go ahead and run it now. You can watch it later. Again, you're on with Big J. Let's talk. First, allow me to say we want to thank those who have subscribed and those who are part of our podcast and our YouTube family. We appreciate you. We're going no matter what. Distractions, distractions and all. We're still moving. We're going to keep moving, all right, because those things are necessary. They have to happen. YouTube is a big conglomerate of distractions. And guess what? We always find a reason and a way to keep pushing. Big shout-out to DMAC. Make sure you go by his page, Deacon Mac, and subscribe, D-E-A-C-O-N-M-A-C-K, DMAC, and subscribe. Let's get him the 200 subs right away. Thank you so much. So tonight, if you missed our show, we talked about um, certain figureheads within the community have, who have determined what's necessary and what we need as far as a community to succeed. I don't want to replay the earlier live stream, but what I want to do is go into talking about what I think one of the major contributors to the plight of African Americans, and that's um, poverty from a perspective of not knowing financial literacy. So for this um, live or this stream, I'll be talking about financial literacy. And if you see on my thumbnail, here's a mother, single mother, who's teaching her son the aspects of finances from a positive perspective. Most kids don't like when it comes to money because they see their parents struggle or, or parents are always talking about negative, um, uh, having to pay bills. So kids go out and do what's necessary to help their parents survive and parents uh, getting accounts closed, don't have credit cards, don't have this. Th that's a negative plight for a child. And what a child does when he sees these things, he looks for an alternative way or alternative method to make the mother or the parents happy. Well, if a child is taught the excitement of economics from birth or when that child is able to cognitively understand what's going on um, with the economics, it would be a big difference in their life. Um, I, I remember my wife did something with my kids. She made sure she got a piggy bank, and she always put money in the piggy banks, or there were cards, quarter cards, and she always put quarters, had the kids go to the saints at the church or other people to see how exciting it was to put quarters in those cards. See, it's very important that we teach our kids more than what's on top of the surface. They need to understand the five W's and the one H. Who, what, when, where, why, and how. See, because if you don't know why you're doing something, you'll never do it. Or you'll start it, and after a while, you'll, be get, you'll get tired. Why? Because there's no merit behind it. This is something someone else said I should do, so I started it, now I'm tired. But when we teach financial literacy, it will also help the parents evolve, single mothers and fathers and families who are suffering economically. Because when you understand the value of what you go out and earn and what's happening with it, you'll better appreciate it and you want to see it continue to grow. 
So let's get into this tonight. I want to talk about financial literacy. All right, Big um, D, Mac, and myself put this together, and we really want you to understand what we're looking at and what we're trying to do. So when we look at it, and um, we want to understand financial freedom. And again, if this is not shown within the home from a perspective of early at birth or in birth, or during the ages of Sigmund Freud said this when children are more cognitive of learning and understanding be three, between three and five, all right? Between three and five. So if we look at what it says, financial freedom, what does it mean to be financially literate? What is financial literacy? And why is it important? How to become financial literate? What does credit have to do with financial literacy? The power of financial freedom. Do you know that if you talked about credit and FICO scores and what is a decent, decent FICO score and what are the three major companies and the two or three new companies, most people can't tell you? They, they can't tell you when the last time they checked their credit score. They can't tell you how important credit is when you're living in a system of economics in an environment to where banks and loan companies control what you drive, control where you live, and control how you retire. So these things are all necessary and they're pertinent. All right, let's go down to the next one. What does it mean to become financially literate? What, do it, what does it mean? Let's look at this. When you are financially literate, you understand how to allocate your income towards various goals simultaneously, not just to ongoing expensive, but to savings, debt repayment, and energy and emergency fund. Most people don't have an emergency fund. What is the emergency fund? Let alone most people don't have life insurance. Most people don't have the basics of those things necessary to, to um, survive. You have the tools to thoroughly research and evaluate loans, credit cards, and investment opportunities. In the comment section, do me a favor, smash that like button. And if you know your credit score, just type yes. If you know your credit score, be it good, bad, or indifferent, just type yes. See, because we're, we want to help a lot of people. We don't want to argue with other content creators. We don't want to go back and forth. We want to help other people, other people's reach financial literacy. And that's just understanding about how money works. Even if you don't have a lot of disposable income to help you reach all your financial goals, financial literacy will help you to know how to prioritize them and make strides when you're able to save and earn money. And that's what we want to deal with. Not going to be long. Financial literacy in action can look like this. Increasing your retirement savings rate every time you get a raise. Maintaining three to six months worth of expenses in case of an emergency. And replenishing it after you've withdrawn money from your account. Let me help you out. The insurance agent comes to your home and he says, I'm going to give you a whole life insurance policy. 
And what that policy is going to do is help you achieve financial literacy. It's going to be a savings account. You can get something from it. In the event of death, you can get the life insurance and you can get this savings. That's not true. Call your agent and ask him, is that true? I'm giving you free information. Why? Because we want to help you to become financial literate over your finances and your economics. Because why? It's important to the children. Ask your agent, is that the case? All right, companies, promotional um, periods on balance transfer credit cards. So you have an extended time to pay off debts. Checking your credit cards regularly. There's two platforms. One is called Experian. You can download it for free. Another one is called Credit Karma, which gives you your TransUnion and Equifax numbers but they're based on the Advantage credit score. But uh, uh, Experian gives you the correct um, credit score. So what you need to do is check these often to see where you are. Why? Because there's something called debt-credit ratio, and which means is, say, for example, you have three or four credit cards, and all those cards are maxed out. That's going to deal with your debt-to-ratio. And what that means is if you max all your cards out and you're carrying a balance, that means you're a credit risk. And what that does, because you should never utilize more than, some people say 30%, I'm going to say 10% of your credit utilization. You shouldn't use more than 10%, 20 at the most. Because what that allows creditors to see, when they look at your credit profile, you're not trustworthy. Because you're going to max out everything I give you, and it's going to be hard for you to pay it back. So what that does, it does not make you credit worthy. See, all this matters. I'm not going to talk about the things that we talked about on the earlier show, coding and other stuff and those things. I want to help families become in better position to control your finances so you won't be given over to frustration, irritation, and your kids have to watch all these things. And now they don't care about money because they see money as an issue and as a problem. And what they do, they grow up and see it as an issue or a problem, whereby they become criminals based on what they saw growing up. So we want to present and give you information that will help you become in charge of your finances. What is financial? Why is financial literacy important? Financial literacy, um, consumers not only manage money with more confidence, but also have been better, been a better chance of um, handling the the inevitable ups and downs of their financial lives by understanding how to prevent and manage issues that arise. See, we got to understand. I understand Kwame and his desire for tiny homes, but as an individual who's to work in a sober living, I understand if these things are not taught and individuals don't know the value of their own money and paying themselves first, I don't, where you, I don't care 
where you put them at. I don't care what you give the children. As soon as that spirit comes back and the opportunity presents themselves because they don't see money as a happy medium, guess what they'll do? They'll turn around and go back and relapse. So what we need to teach them is how important economics are, how important it is to enjoy it, how important it is to see yourself in control of it, and then allow your kids to see the same thing and that money is not frustrating it is not a problem it's not something that i need to take from someone else because i don't have it whereas i can control it myself watch it and allow it to grow secure my future and secure my family through what financial literacy just truly really understanding what's going on Do, does everybody want to know what's going on no not at all not at all let me say this. My debt to credit ratio is 2%. That's way under 10%. That's way under 30%. Why? Because I think the wife and I have a battle and we're competing. We both now don't want to be broke. <laughs> so what are we doing? We're looking at our financial debt. We're looking at, okay, I'm not going to spend anything. All right. I, and a wife is very good at it because she said, honey, you're paying for this. <laughs> you understand? So what you want to do, you want to get out of carrying cash. And you want to get into utilizing your credit cards, but you want to make sure that you pay them off within the 30 days. If it's an American Express, you know what you have to do. Pay it off right away. Also, stop carrying secured credit cards. We're going to talk about that later. That actually does not look good. Too many secured credit cards. You want to get into the place of unsecured credit. Individuals want to see that you're able to maintain a line based on being authorized to use someone else's money instead of yours. Get your FICO score. DMAC talked about this. Get your FICO score. Understand what your credit score is. Do you know what it is? Do you know how to achieve a good credit score? One way not to achieve it is too many co collections. I remember I watched the Kings of Comedy and said would always say, yeah, when a bill collector called me, you know what I tell him? I ain't got it, but I'll put something on it. Okay, that's old. That's gone. You will never achieve financial freedom, but I'm going to put something on it. What you need to do if you can't pay it, especially because of COVID, you can call your debt. You can call the debt collectors and work out arrangements so your credit score will not be affected. These are all things you have to take in consideration. Now, watch this. Single mothers, if your kids see you doing this, what do you think is going to happen? Fathers, if your kids see that you're serious, man, it does me good for my wife to tell me the other day, my younger son, baby, he's on his credit, he's checking his bank statements, he's doing this. I'm like, wow. So he's beginning to understand. I, you know, I got to pay my car, I got to pay my motorcycle, I got to do this. I, my parents can't do it. I have to build financial freedom. I have to understand it myself. And what I, ha what I need is many streams of income. See, when you're always busy and you're doing something and you're figuring things out and you're trying to achieve, you don't have time for negativity. And if people do, that means they're bored and they're not achieving because they don't see it yet. But I know you see it because we here at Big J, let's talk. We believe you. Let's go down to our next slide. We believe in you. Jumpstart. Coalition for Personal Financial Literacy. A network of national nonprofit jumpstarts offer financial education, watch this, 
No, we do want to teach kids coding, but watch this. For kids who are K through 12, kindergarten through 12 grade students, all, and also collects many free financial literacy resources on its website. Click that and go to the website, National Foundation for Credit Counseling, NFCC, member organizations of the NFCC um, offer credit counseling locally and remotely. There's no excuse. You don't have to be on drugs anymore because you're stressed out. You don't know where your next money is going to come from. All you have to do is have a stream. And if you have any type of stream, you can put these tools to use to make your literacy work for you and not you work for it. What does credit have to do with financial literacy? Listen to this. One of the central reasons to build financial literacy is to grow and protect your credit score. Listen, well, if you want to buy a home, guess what the lender's going to look at? Your credit score. When you go to buy a car, they're going to look at your credit score. Now, let me rephrase that. When you go to lease a car, because we want to get out of buying cars, when you go to lease a car, they're going to look at your credit score because that's important. What is a good, what, what, with a good or excellent credit score, you can qualify for lower interest rates. You don't have to pay a 25% interest rate and 18. You pay lower so you're able to pay the interest off and pay the loan back at a faster rate. At times, you can even double up the payments to make the loan go away and keep your credit score in a perfect position. All right? That's very important. You have to know what your FICO score is. Remember, I said debt-to-credit ratio. Make sure your debt-to-credit ratio, some say 30%, some say 10 I said mine is at 2 so make sure it's as low as you can get. And if, let's say, you only have $2,000 in credit card debt, one thing that will help you if you're able to get another credit card without using it because now what would happen, the amount of money that you have is higher than the debt that you have occurred, which makes your credit score go up. All right, let me say this. DMAC and myself are not credit counselors. Neither are we credit advisors. But what we saw was a need based on narrative of other YouTubers that said what our community needed but most of the times, these narratives were never resolved. So we came up with this one, which was supposed to be a part tonight, but it wasn't. But I'm taking time to do it now. What does credit have to do with financial literacy? Literacy. We went over that. So let's go down now. What is a good credit score? Okay, this is important, just in case you don't know. So I'm going to show you what a good credit score is. For a score with a range between 300 and 850, a credit score is 700. Now watch this. 700 or above is generally considered good. You hear me and other people say, oh, I got a, seven, a 670. Oh, I got a six, 685. But here it says a good score, a good, not fair, not below average, is 700 and above, which means you have no collections, you're paying your bills on time, and if you have debt, you're making sure that that debt is being managed. And what you're doing, you're not putting yourself in revolving debt and revolving payments that you can't get out and you can't pay. Do you see that? That's very important. A 700. So what we want to do 
and start looking at how to get at a 700. One thing DMAC and myself are going to do, we're going to show you how to write letters to your credit companies. Again, we're not credit counselors. That's not what we said. But we have some examples of some things you can do to get your credit in the right position. So if you look at the screen right now, between an 800 and an 850, that's great. A 300 to 575 is poor. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to go to the bank, can't get any money, can't get a loan. You're going to try to buy something, can't get anything. Um, fair is a 580 between 669. And you can buy a home with that. You can buy a car with that. You can get a loan with that. Good is 670 and 739. Very good is 740 and 799. That's what I'm trying to get. All right. 60% of Americans have a good, 67% of Americans have a good FICO score or better. Only 67%? That's scary. If we look up here, only 21% have it. Over here was poor, 16%. Where it's fair down here, excuse me, 17%. And where it's good, another 21%. And where it's very good, 25%. Ask yourself this question right now. Where do you stand? Where do you stand? Are you in the 16 percentile? Are you in the 17 percentile? Are you in the 21 percentile? Are you in the 25? See, because I guarantee you, if you can teach your kids these methods and your kids grow up understanding the value of money, and they understand that the 2% of Americans run, who run this country, they are debt-free. And because they are debt-free, they understand money and time management. So what I want you to know, you can do this. You can do this. Yes, we want your kids to have a great education. Yes, we want your kids to do coding. Yes, we want your kids to learn programming. But we want you as a family stable enough so they can have a continual influence in those areas. That's critical. That's very important. And we're going to continue this, DMAC and myself, because you need to know that as a single mom, you can make it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're going to have to put back doing the hair. You're going to have to put back doing the nails. Let you and your girlfriend do your hair and your nails. Save your money. Remember, financial literacy Show your kids that you can do without so you can have. Not that you can have because you don't need it, but that you can do without so you can have. Pay your bills. Your hair, I know, is important. I know your nails are important. But sometimes push it back so your kids can see I'm willing to do without so you can have, little Johnny. All right? So, again, you've been on with Big J. And we appreciate you so much. And you know what I'm going to say right now. Be the best. And the best you will become. God bless.